0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Anybody have a Bible in church today? If you have a Bible, I want you to turn to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're in a series right now called 7 7 uh, which is the seven IMs of Christ. Jesus, in the New Testament, as he's building his church, he's building his team, he's letting people know who he is. He's training and building. In the middle of it, he makes seven statements. We talked about even in the first week that people can say, Who is the greatest of all time basketball player? Who's the GOAT? The goat, and people say, "Well, uh, uh, he's the goat, or they're the goat." Or someone might say, "You know, I'm the greatest basketball player." Jesus, in this statement, by the way, we need to pray for Toronto Raptors right now. We just need to just, if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have just come on, some. I'm Kwame River right there. Just, just okay. But good news is, apparently, we signed a bench player from the 1998 Lithuanian Olympic team. So, yeah, so excited about this coming season. So, all the bandwagons will jump off again. So that's fine. So, uh, but. When Jesus makes a statement, what he's staying, saying is, I am these things. You ever meet somebody and they say, I am a preacher, I, I, I am a musician, I am an artist. What they're trying to tell you something in a statement is give you some parameters and some, uh, some insight in who they are, what they value, and how they work. Jesus, in scripture, seven times has these statements, I am, and he makes these statements. Today with Baptism Sunday, We're going to, we have one more uh, sermon in this series next week, but today I want to focus in on one of these statements as it ties in to baptism. John chapter 11, verse 17. If you're there, it's in your Bible. If not, you'll see it on the screen behind me, starting in verse 17. Uh, I've got a, a fascinating story here. Jesus had a friend named Lazarus who was sick, his two sisters, Mary and Martha. Jesus had friends, he had community. In the middle of this, someone is sick and dying and Jesus is in the middle of building his church and on his way to the cross. And in the middle of all this journey, we pick up this story in verse 17. It says, when Jesus arrived in Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave four days. See, they had come to Jesus and said, Lazarus is sick. Your friend is sick. You need to come. And Jesus was delayed. And when he finally shows up, it says, he had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many people had come to console Martha and Mary, his sisters, in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises on the last day at the the end of time. And at the end of this thing, yeah, he'll rise again. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Jumping down. I'm going to jump down to verse 38. Jesus shows up to the tomb. Lazarus is behind the tomb, behind the stone in the in the grave. It says in verse 38. Uh, it says verse 35. It says Jesus wept. The shortest. Verse in all scripture. Then in verse 38, it says, Jesus was still angry when he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Jesus told them, Roll the stone aside. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, said, Lord, he's been dead for like four days. The smell will be terrible, like a junior high boy's room. I added that part. <clears throat> I just, that's the only thing I can compare it to. Okay, verse 40. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside, and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they would believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. This morning, just for a few minutes before we worship and baptize some people today. I want to talk on this topic in this seven series. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. If that title doesn't work for you, I like giving alternative to- uh, titles because I just like to give what the people want. Maybe that's not a title for you. Maybe the title should be for you. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I remember that. And we're my old school Christians. You remember that song? Because he lives. We don't have time today. We can't go there. I don't have a voice to carry it. <laughs> because he lives, I can face. To- if maybe that title doesn't work for you. Maybe it's you're a little more modern. Maybe it should be, I'm coming up. I want. Th- okay, we don't, I'm not even going to go. Right now, I'm killing the church right now. Every time I sing, we lose members, all right? My favorite alternative title. Would be this one: Get up. Or remind you today, I don't know all your stories. I know some of your stories, I don't know all your faces, but I want to encourage you to say that Jesus gives us the power to get up. You may have walked in here with the world on your shoulders, feeling like you've got weights holding you down. Jesus makes it possible to get up. Maybe you feel like your faith is buried today. Maybe you feel like you're under it. Maybe you feel like God's a million miles away. Jesus gives us the power to get up. Maybe you feel like there's pressure on you, expectation. Maybe you feel like you are under it in every sense. Oh, you can get up today. Jesus gives us the power to get up, sir. Get up, man. There's power, young person, to get up. You may feel like you're not going to make it. You may feel like you're going down for the third time. Get up today because God is Abel, I am the resurrection and the life. Get up today. I want to encourage you today to get up. From this passage, I want to pull a couple points out that I think is interesting for Baptism Sunday before we baptize these amazing people and we celebrate today. The first thing you need to know this it says in the shortest passage in all Scripture, the shortest verse, verse, Jesus wept, and then it says Jesus was angry. Now, I, this is one of my favorite passages in scripture because it shows us that God is emotional. Sometimes we have this, we have this mental picture of God being this, this fact checker or this judge in heaven with an, with an accepted or denied, with, with free or in prison. We picture him in this cold state. He is not that person. God is emotional. He is connected and invested in your journey. You need to know today, God grieves with us. God also gets grieved by us when we make choices away from him. And God also cheers us on in our journey. God is so emotional. You need to know today God is an emotional God. He's connected to your story and your journey. He is grieving when we grieve, And he cheers when we cheer. God is so emotionally invested. I love this picture of Jesus. You need to know this, the God we serve is not cold, he's not a robot, he's not an android, he's not distant, he is actually cheering us on. And he cries when we cry, he grieves when we grieve, he gets grieved sometimes in our life choices and he cheers us on when we run after the plan of God. You need to know that today. Some of you need to rewire your thinking, re-examine the way you picture God. He is so invested and in love with us. Did you know that? Where are my huggers in the room? If you had to think about it, you're not. You know, huggers like, I'm a hugger. Why? Someone said hugs? You know, huggers. You know, so he's not afraid to show his emotions today. God is one of those people. He's so passionate about you today. I think it's fascinating to know that he's one of those people. The other thing that's interesting is there's an exchange between Martha and Jesus. He shows up late. People say God's never late, he's always late by my timing, but his timing's perfect. And Martha goes, You're late. We had this plan. You're late. Where are you? You're late. He shows up here, and I love this. It says that he shows up, and he's been dead for four days. And Martha says this, if you had only been here, he wouldn't have died. So then he talks a little bit, and then she says, okay, I know he will rise again in the future. Today, a point I want to make to you today is that Martha was always focusing on what could have been or what one day will be. And she was missing the present. Martha said, if if you had been here, could have, would have. Isn't that so many of our stories? Well, I could have. You know, I would have. I should have. If only I had of. And she said, Jesus, you could have if you showed up. But then she goes on and says, well, one day you can. Later on, my brother will rise again. If you had showed up, he could have lived. Jesus, you're here now, but just, I believe, maybe later on you can. And here's the truth today you need to know. In both statements, Martha reveals that she considered time a bigger obstacle than Jesus' ability. Think about this. My son wants to race me now. He's at that age. He wants to race me. And I love saying to him, I think you have your ambition confused with your ability. You know what happens is we make obstacles bigger than Jesus' ability. Martha here said, I love you, Jesus, but time is a bigger obstacle than your ability. If you could have been here, someday you'll be able to, but time is bigger than your ability. Martha tries to hem in Jesus. Martha was saying, it's too late to help Lazarus. Time has passed. So now we gotta wait until the right time down the road. Listen, not much has changed, has it, in church? Not much has changed in the world. People are still saying some situations are too much for Jesus. Well, they they had too rough of a childhood. Jesus can't help them. If he had only helped them when they were born and put them in the right family, if only their fa- they had the right parents, their, their, their childhood was too rough. Jesus can't help them now. They've had too many failed relationships. No. No. Jesus, you know, maybe, maybe 20 years ago, but they've had too many failed marriages, too many failed relationships. Too many. No. Maybe it's they're too addicted. No, no. like, like God can save nice people, and, but th- th- that's too hard for God. They're too addicted. They're, it's not just a pet habit. It's not just something they struggle with. They're too addicted for Jesus. Maybe it's they're too young. Well, they, they're too young. They're naive. They don't know. You're going to see some, some younger people get baptized. Well, they don't even know what they're doing. Like, come on. They're a teenager. Really? Really? They're too young. They're too naive. Other people, they're too old. No, oh, you know, come on. It's too late to change now. You're setting your ways at that age. It's too. Old. There's always something people want to do. I love our church for a lot of reasons. What I love about our church is you never know who's going to walk in here on a Sunday. I love it. No, We don't get surprised by anyone. We have the, the up and ables, and we have the down and outs. You never know who's going to walk. And when they walk in, it's not, what are you doing here? It's like, we've been waiting for you. What I love about this church is you never know who's going to show up here. Because we've realized that, that time is not bigger than Jesus. Pain is not bigger than Jesus. There is no obstacle bigger than Jesus. When he said, I am the resurrection, he says, no, no, no. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters who I am. And I say, get up. I can help you get up. That's the Jesus we serve today. At this point in this scripture, Jesus is making his fifth I am statement. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he asks Martha, do you believe? You read it in your scripture, he says, I am the resurrection, and Martha, do you believe? Here's the other point today, before we baptize some people, we need to know, every time Jesus makes a, makes a statement, demands our response. Jesus makes statements all the time, but he wants our response. He said, I am the good shepherd. Our response is, I'll trust. Jesus said, I am the narrow gate. Our response, I'll follow. He says, I am the resurrection, and our response is, I believe. He says, Martha, I'm making a statement, but you need to respond. Verse 43, it says, Jesus walks down in the middle of this situation with Lazarus dead four days. And it says he raises Lazarus from the dead. He calls, Lazarus, come out. Or Lazarus, get up. And it says, Lazarus walks out. Today, I wanna celebrate and challenge you that Jesus shows us that neither death nor time is an obstacle for him. When Jesus says, I am, it's not I was. Jesus was not the resurrection. He will not, will be the resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection. That means the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power today that can walk into your life and help you, sir, get up. Help you, ma'am, get up. There is no obstacle, no addiction, no past that can keep Jesus from raising you out of the dead ways of your life if you believe. Today we witness 10 people's response to Jesus' statement of resurrection life. They've made a commitment for Christ. They said, I believe Jesus can help me. That Jesus didn't come to make good people, bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And they said, I was dead in my sin. I was dead in my choices. I was dead in my past. But they said, Jesus, I believe you are the resurrection. I believe you can raise me up in my teens, in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 50s. You are the resurrection. It's a public confession of what Jesus has done in their life. These people on this stage today, and some of you that got baptized, some said you're too far gone. But Jesus said, get up. Some people said, there's too much pain in their life. Jesus said, no, no, get up. Some people said, you're too young, you're too old. Some said, you're too something. But Jesus said, doesn't matter what they say, there's no obstacle greater than my ability. I am the resurrection. Get up today. These people you are about to celebrate with, Jesus raised them up and is raising them up. They may not be where they need to be, but they're not where they were. They were under it. Now they're raising up. Baptism is a symbolic, uh, it's a symbol of what God did to them spiritually. Baptism is like dying. You go down in the water, it's like a grave, and you come up a new man. Jesus went down and came up. Today, that's what baptism is. It doesn't get you to heaven, but it celebrates what God, Jesus got baptized. He asked us to get baptized. And today, it's a public confession going, I was dead in my sin, but I got up because Jesus is the resurrection. Colossians 2.12. Let me read it for you says this, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Today we're going to baptize some people. We're going to worship. If you have never been to a nova baptism, here's what we're going to do in a moment. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet in a moment. Christian, the worship team, as they uh, get ready to come out, they're going to lead us and we're going to worship. In the middle of that, we're going to have some videos and people are going to get baptized. When they come out of that water, I want you to cheer. Cheer because someone is coming back to life. Cheer someone saying publicly what they did privately, what they know privately to be true, that no obstacle, no death, no time can hold back what God wants to raise. And God is doing something in their life. We're going to cheer today. Amen? Amen? Amen. We're going to worship. We're going to watch this video. When this video is done, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to worship together. And we're going to celebrate God's baptism and people's commitment publicly in Jesus' name.